let's continue in prayer. Our Father and our God, we continue to call upon your name. You are God, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah El Shaddai, the only true God. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we bless you for you've called each one of us by name. We honor you for your spirit is within us. Father, we pray. Master, for your forgiveness where we've been defiled. Father, remind us, Holy Spirit, this evening. Remind us, Lord, of your word. Lord, remind us of your love. Feel us afresh. Lord, where we've grown cold, my God and my King, as we fellowship this evening, speak clearly. Father, reform us. Total transformation. The Spirit of God to transform us into your likeness, Father. We call upon the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. We plead with you. We are tired of compromise. We are tired of lukewarmness. We are tired, Lord, of lifestyles that do not honor your name. King Jesus, this evening, Lord, I pray that none of us will live the same. I ask that you break our stiff necks, break every heart of stone. We are pleading with you, O Lord, for a heart of fresh. Renew us, my Lord, that we may be standing in right spirit with you, Lord. May you reconnect us where we have been disconnected. Father, in the name of Jesus, we need you more than yesterday. We need you in our lives, in our speech. We need you in our relationships, family, nation, church. We need your grace. We need you to teach us to say no to sin, to say no to evil, to flee from all unrighteousness. Our God and our maker, we ask that this evening, you perfect us into your likeness. We ask you, Lord, to rebuild your church and that gates shall not prevail, that the gates of hell shall not prevail. We need you, Jesus. Help us to cling on to you. Amid the situations that we may be experiencing, you remain, Lord. Encourage us. Stir us up, Lord, to continue serving you in newness of life to the glory and honor of your name. In the same spirit, Heavenly Father, I plead your mercy upon me. Father, I am not worthy. I plead, O oh Lord, Holy Spirit, to cleanse me, to speak through me. Come, Holy Spirit, silence every other voice. Open my mouth to speak of your word. My Lord, if there be anything, Lord, remind me, cleanse me, consecrate me, Lord. In this season, my master, that I will not remain the same. That, Lord, my brothers and sisters on this call will not remain the same. Father, we choose not to remain the same in this new month, in this season of Jubilee. Release us from every stronghold. We renounce every form of iniquity that has held us captive in the mighty name of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, come and take over. Father, I have put down notes. These are my notes. I want your Lord in heaven to erase every word that I have written that has come from my mind, from my human mind. I ask that, Lord, you rewrite this word. You rewrite it and use it to the glory and honor of your name. Not for me, Lord, but the glory goes back to you. To you alone belongs, belongs all glory and honor. Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity because you speak 
do to us, Lord, because things in, in our lives will not remain the same. Master, we bless you. We honor you with thanksgiving in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, we believe and pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. Once again, praise the Lord. My name is Joy Vandrana. I bless the Lord this evening so much for the opportunity that is availed uh, for us to share the word. I also would like to thank Cathedral Management for giving me this opportunity. It's a joy to serve the Lord together. Amen. Um, <clears throat> the topic I was given is serving the Lord with fear. Serving the Lord with fear. And our guiding scripture is Psalm chapter 2, verse 11. I would like to read it. Psalm chapter 2. Uh, uh, let me read the whole chapter. Psalm chapter 2 says, Why do nations rage? Why do the people waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from this slavery. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger, he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, my holy city. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have come, today, sorry, today I have become your father. Only ask and I'll give you the nations as your inheritance. At the ends of the earth, as your possessions. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Verse 10. Now then, you kings act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with all reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's son, or he will become angry. And you will be destroyed in the midst of your pursuits. For his anger and can flare up in an instant. But what joy for all who find protection in him. Praise the Lord. Uh, the psalm itself does not specify its author. But Acts chapter 4, verse 25 to 16 clearly attributes this scripture or, <clears throat> or this psalm to David. In this psalm, the word of warning 
for the rebellious nations is to be wise and be instructed. We are given opportunity to change our ways and submit to God's kingship. Our, our serving should be, or our serving should include fear and trembling. We must surrender fully and submit to the Son. Christ, not only God's, Christ is not only God's chosen king, he is also the rightful king of our hearts and our lives. To be ready for Christ's return, we must submit to his leadership. Once again, our topic is serving the Lord with fear and trembling. I would like us to look at these uh, different concepts, serving, fearing, and trembling. I'm going to dwell on them for a little while. I pray for the guiding of the Holy Spirit. The first one, serving. Serving is a form of worship, a way to express gratitude for what Jesus has done for us and to share the love and grace we have been given. Scripture in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 to 11 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Brethren, the call in this concept is serving God. God is calling you and I to serve him. He's given us gift, gifts, each one of us. And in Timothy, he tells us to propel every gift that he has given unto us for his service and for his glory alone. The question is, have we put these gifts to use? Or are we just seated, warming the gifts for I don't know how long. Brethren, can we ignite, reignite every gift and bring it out to the glory of God? Some of us are gifted intercessors. Some of us are gifted teachers of children. We need more children in Sunday. We need more uh, teachers of children in Sunday school the discipleship class that sits every, every Friday at 5 p.m. There are few teachers. There are few mentors. The Lord is calling upon you this evening as the Holy Spirit to show you, to reactivate every gift for his glory. We are called to serve. Scripture, our scripture this evening is pointing us to serving God serving God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul, because he is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We also ought to be good stewards. This is an area that we still struggle. Some of us still struggle in the area of stewardship. Can we be good stewards to what God has given us? Can we be good stewards 
with office resources? Can we be good stewards when we are buying food at home? Can we be good stewards wherever God has placed you and I as we serve him together? Serving helps us to be more like Jesus. Remember in Ephesians, God calls you and I to be imitators of Christ. We must imitate Christ. We ask the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to imitate Jesus Christ. To imitate Christ, the way we speak, for instance, our words should be gracious. Choose to imitate Christ. The Son of God was pure, was holy in all his deeds, in all his ways. So as imitators this evening, we are reminded. May the Lord remind us. Spirit of God, remind me to be imitators and imitator of Christ. As a mother, may I imitate Christ. As a wife, wherever I go, may the light of Christ shine through me and through you, that Christ may be honored. Uh, in serving Christ, we begin to see others um, in the love of Christ. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, he calls us to see others as Jesus sees them. How do we see others, even those who are hard to love? How do we see others? Do we have a heart of compassion, a heart of love? Are we taking off time to pray with someone? That's what our Lord Jesus Christ did. Can we teach the young ones, now that we are the, the older ones? How about the young ones at home? Probably your cousins, your nieces, whoever. Can we see everyone, including the sick, the way Jesus related with them? Can we be generous? Can, they, can we give them a shoulder to lean on? Whether they are, it's during bereavement or they are going through hardship, we must see others in the eyes of our Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is about relationships, brethren. So we must love others. We must pray for others. We must stand with others. We should not dark off. We shouldn't um, just pursue whatever is in our docket and forget people of God. Praise the Lord. The son of man came down. He did not come down to be served, but he came to serve. Our Lord Jesus Christ was full of love and to give his life as a ransom. Have, have we reached at least the extent of going an extra mile to serve? Or we still have this mentality of, uh, well, how will they see me doing this and that? Or how will I gain? What will I gain by serving someone? How, how will I benefit from this? It's a wrong attitude. The attitude of Christ was serving. We ask the Holy Spirit this evening to give us a heart of a servant. A true servant has a heart that is after God's 
own heart. And this must be reflected in our own lives as Christ multiplies us through discipling one another. We must have a heart of service that is a true mark of a believer in Jesus Christ. Serving also allows us the experience of joy, the experience of peace. Scripture says, the joy of the, of the, 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 joy of the Lord is my strength. You, we gain strength as we serve Christ. If we in turn reap fruits of joy. We rest in the presence of God knowing that, yes, I am serving Christ. Yes, today I went out. Yes, today I visited the sick. I thank you, Jesus. That is service. Choose to serve in obedience of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Yes, serving God should be able to bring joy to our heart because serving is, is, is very close to Jesus' heart and he honors it. This is the way to live your life. This is the way to live my life. Go beyond the ordinary. Go beyond the ordinary, serve God's people. Bring them closer. But the more you serve God's people, the more you draw them closer to Jesus Christ. And remember, the harvest is plenty. So we better start now. Start with your neighbor. Start with your household. Start serving that man, husband, who God has placed in your house. Uh, the other day, someone was reminding me that some wives do not have a heart of a servant when it comes to 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 to, to home. Uh, they reach home and they are so tired. They don't want to serve, or they are rebellious before their husband. I mean, your testimony, my testimony, must come from my house. Does my husband, Doctor Banjrena, see Christ in me? Does he say, yes, truly, you're a child of God, a servant of Christ. You serve in humility. Serve in love. Serve in forgiveness. This is what God is calling us to this evening. Serving God allows us to experience God's presence in new ways. The more we serve him, the more we'll experience him, the more we'll enjoy the journey of salvation. And scripture also promises, he tells us in the scripture that my presence will always go with you and I'll give you rest. So as we serve, he will go out to serve with us. He will be with us. He will not forsake us. Serving will not be in only soft landing places. There are those hard to reach areas. We must go out and serve. Be it in the marketplace, you're told to go serve in Karamoja. We must go and serve for the sake of Jesus Christ. We should not only serve in beds of roses. Let's choose to go an extra mile for our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is always near. Call upon him while we serve him. 
we need to call upon him. We need to ask him, Lord, as I serve you, give me grace. As I serve you, keep me pure. As I serve you, help me, oh Lord, to grow in this area where I have been struggling and so on and so forth. We need to be truthful as we serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. However, we, we give all sorts of excuses when we are called to serve. Uh, we, 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 we make all sorts of rational explanations for not serving. I don't have facilitation. I don't have time. I don't know what I can do. I don't have any special skills to contribute. Well, they don't need me. Drop all these excuses. Do not listen to negative voices. You are a child of God. Just come, come serve, go serve. Just come just the way you are. Position yourself in the Lord and he will do mighty things. He will use you in ways that you cannot explain. He is ready. He is waiting, waiting for his child who is waiting to be used of him. Just walk to cathedral. Do you need a, 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 a mentor? Just walk to any clergy and ask him in humility, please pray with me. Pray with me, I need to serve. Stand with me, help me overcome all these things that entangle me and hinder me from serving God with all my heart. And you will be helped. The reality is, God does not call the equipped. He equips those that he has called. God used men and women with similar doubts to change the course of history. For instance, Moses didn't think he was a leader or a speaker. Just like, I mean, most of us, including myself, but God worked through Moses to bring Israel out of slavery. He can, he's still God. He still reigns. He still uses the donkey. And he's still going to, he's still using me. He will use you. It is about asking him for grace being the right standing position with him. David was um, the youngest and therefore most insignificant of all his brothers. But God worked through David to defeat a giant and eventually made him king. God will use me. God has used his many he will still use all of us to defeat every giant that we come across as we serve our Lord Jesus Christ. So do not fear. Do not fear as you serve where God has placed you. Do not fear. Just remain in prayer. Remain pure. Remain as a child of God. Remain humble. Remain humble for service. 
and ready for service. And God will use you to crush every giant mountain that is in front of you. Do not fear. Do not waver and do not give up. May the Lord refresh you where you've wavered in service to our Lord. May the Lord refresh me where I have wavered in service to the Lord. There are so many giants that we face day in and day out, and we feel like throwing in the towel. We wonder, Lord, are you still standing with me? Yes, indeed, child of God, the Lord is with you. Remember, he tells us that he's still holding us with his victorious hand. So cheer up in our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Men like Paul, these are men who, 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 who used to kill uh, Christians before they met Jesus. But he went on to become one of the most highly regarded prolific writers, church planters in history. God does not want to work through you. He doesn't want, he doesn't want just to work through you. He wants to work in you and in me. So it is a privilege that God desires to, to us to serve him and to serve one another for the, 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 uh, so that his kingdom on earth may enlarge. Praise the Lord. I'd like us to look at the concept of fear. Fear has held man in bondage. Fear is a spirit of the enemy. However, God desires in Psalm 33 that blessed is the nation whose God is Lord and the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. May the Lord choose this nation. Indeed, he has chosen this nation amidst the fears, amidst what we see happening that is causing fear. This nation is for our Lord Jesus Christ. And he has promised that he will build our nation and the gates of hell shall not uh, prevail. The Bible mentions two specific types of fear. The first type is the beneficial one. The beneficial one is the, 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 the fear of the Lord. And it is to be encouraged. It's uh, is the one we are dwelling on this evening. While the second type of fear is a de detriment, it's a detriment and it has to be overcome. According to Timothy chapter two, second Timothy verse, chapter one, verse seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. A spirit of fearfulness and timidity does not come from God. It is not beneficial at all. And it is, it is of the evil one. The spirit of fear. Fear has crippled our family. Fear has crippled our church. Fear has crippled individuals. May it die in the mighty name of Jesus. 
the fear of the Lord is to be honored. The type of fear that is of God is not necessarily uh, to mean that we be afraid. Rather, it is a reverential awe of God, a reverence for his power and his own glory. However, it is also proper respect for us to respect the wrath of God. Fear the wrath of God. In other words, the fear of the Lord is a total acknowledgement of God which comes through knowing him and knowing his attributes. Fear of the Lord brings with it many blessings and many benefits. It is the beginning of all wisdom and leads to good understanding. Only fools despise the fear of God and the wisdom of God. Furthermore, Fearing the Lord leads to life and rest, peace and contentment. The fear of the Lord is a fountain and life that provides security and a place of safety. It is important, therefore, that we honor God by reverencing him. Serve the Lord, which is our scripture this evening. Serve the Lord with fear and trembling. No matter how gracious and loving our Lord Jesus Christ is, he is still God. And we should not familiarize him. We should not blaspheme his name. Times uh, I've, I've had, I mean, Christians, Blasphemy, the name of the Lord. We must reverence our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of the burning bush experience. Moses took off his sandals because he was standing in a holy place. The Lord's presence, in the presence of the Lord. Today, we have thrown honoring God out of the window. Today, one walks into the sanctuary. He is on phone. He is chewing, chewing gum. His eyes are all over. And this grieves the heart of Christ. It's painful when we are in the presence of the Lord and we do not know what it means. When we are out in the presence of the Lord or out on the street walking and our image does not reflect that we, we honor God. The dress code, the words that come out of our mouth, we forget that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if we are to fear God, we must die to things of the world. We come compromise too much. We compromise too much. May the Lord remind us this evening that we ought to honor him 
by reverencing him. Deep respect for our Lord Jesus Christ. He is not a mere man. He is not, he is not a leader that is on earth. He is God Almighty. In our limitation, in our sinful nature, we do not know this. Can we give God his place again? Can we tell our children about God? They seem to be taking him, or some Christians still seem to be taking him for granted, or they seem to be taking God at our level. There is no fear in us. There is no fear of the Lord. Uh, one time, a friend of mine shared with me that she walked uh, into the sanctuary with her children, and they just sat, I mean, like they didn't know why they came to cathedral. So she told me, you know what? I asked my children to get out. And this brethren reminded me of the fear of the Lord, honoring God. You would, I would rather not be in his presence than coming there and there just for just. May the Lord help us to fear the Lord. May the Lord help us to conduct ourselves in a way that reveals Christ. Because we we call ourselves believers, but of course, I am speaking to myself, we are still lacking in many ways. We are still lacking. Fear of the Lord is bowing before, you lay prostrate before the Lord. You conduct yourself in a manner that is worthy. You do not sit in the council of sinners. I remember uh, at one time, I was invited to, 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 to a relative's function. And I said, no, no, because I knew what was going to happen there. I don't want to be tempted or to fall into the scene of what was there. There was wildliness, carnality, alcohol, name it. And, you know, there's a saying that you do not put guinea fire. So I would rather say no to these functions, be it a relative, be it a friend, but remain in the presence of God. Walk with people, have friends who will uh, draw you closer to God, but not with friends who will draw you away from God. I tell my husband, I have decided to follow Jesus. You're my husband. We need to grow together. Forbid it, Lord, that you will draw me back. He, I tell him, can you also tell your friends or, or cut ties with anyone that is going to draw you back to the world? Friends, it's about fearing God that we are talking about. We need to fear Lord with all our heart, our mind and soul. That's the only way out. Otherwise, we'll keep coming to cathedral missions, 
to cathedral fellowship, to cathedral gathering, day in, day out, we are in circles and we are not growing. God forbid, we must see growth. We must see that so and so fears the Lord. When there is fear of the Lord in the nation, in the church, in the family, issues of injustice are not, will not be heard of. Issues of oppression, they will not be heard of. We are still lagging behind. And the Lord is trusting you and I to reach out so that these issues of injustice will of malice, of anger, are dealt with once and for all. That's why in the scripture we just read in Psalm chapter 2, verse 1, he says, um, why the nations rich? Why is there futile plans? The answer is simple. Because there is no fear of the Lord. There is no fear of the Lord at all. Friends, we have work to do as individuals. Let's spend time, the Holy Spirit, to equip us, to teach us afresh what it means to fear the Lord. And as he trains you and I, share, share with your loved ones. Go out to schools, go to the market, teach people about the fear of the Lord. You watch TV and you will see, oh my God, does anyone know Christ? Is there fear and honor of the Lord? That's why he tells us. I looked for someone in Ezekiel, he tells us. Um, I look for someone, there's no one to stand in the gap. I'm disqualified totally. I've not done my part. I have not done my part of teaching my children, of teaching my household to fear the Lord. Psalm 89 verse 6 to 7 says, For who in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the son, sons of the mighty can be linked to our Lord Jesus Christ? God is greatly to be feared in the council of the holy ones and awesome above all who are around him. Praise the Lord. Fear the Lord. Fear, tremble at his sight. Praise God. Remember when um, uh, God appeared to Habakkuk? Habakkuk said, with my lips I quavered, my belly trembled. Let us tremble when we read the word of God. Well, it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes I must confess I read the word of God, you know, casual. It should be a word that I'm in the presence of God when I'm reading his word. I'm attentive. I'm pleading for mercy where I have sinned. And I'm asking God 
to help me take in his word in holiness. May the Holy Spirit help us this evening. I, uh, in, uh, in, in the book of Job, Job said, I repent in dust and ashes. I have spoken once. I will speak no more. I will make my hand, I will put my hand on my mouth. Total repentance. I, we need to repent for not honoring God as we ought to. At least I'm one of those who is not yet there. I need to fear the Lord to the, to, to, to the level that will please him. I need to honor him. I need to be in right standing with him by saying no to evil. Fearing God is saying no to evil. Fearing God is saying no to sin. You look at sin and you want to throw up. May the Lord take us to that level. Scripture is that every human being, whoever is exposed to the holiness of God, trembles in his presence. In the presence of God, everything trembles, including the earth. That is in Psalm 1147, including the earth. He is a holy God. He roars. He moves everything round at the presence of God, the God of Jacob. Indeed, brethren, there is no doubt that God wants us to fear him. God wants us to honor him in Psalm 34, 11. He says, fear God. The fear of God is a quality that we must learn, indicating that we do not have this quality in our own human ways. We don't have it. The fear of God then is different from all other normal fears of life. Praise the Lord. And the word, the, the, the fear of the Lord, I, I, I checked, it's mentioned uh, 300, and, uh, 300 times in the Bible. This is serious. We must take this very serious. We, we, we make a huge mistake when we um, downplay the fear of the Lord. We should, I mean, certainly tremble at what does not please our Lord Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, man fears God so little, but instead man fears man. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, well, I repent. I repent where I have feared man more than I fear God. The word of God should bring trembling into our soul, in every person's soul, just like in the days of Ezra, in Ezra chapter 9, verse 4. Should not God's word draw the same response from us like it did for Ezra? Well, there are, there are many examples, of course, of people who feared the Lord in the Bible. Uh, just to mention maybe one or two, Joseph. 
Joseph wins his brother's trust when he, de- when he declares he is a God-fearing man. This, this, this issue of trust comes when you and I genuinely start to fear the Lord. That's when we'll be trusted. I mean, these days, Christians are not trusted. Why? Because we are double-minded, because we still struggle with so much, and there's no trust. But Joseph won his brother's trust because he he was a God-fearing man indeed. Look at the midwives. They feared God that they obeyed him instead of obeying the authorities by sparing the Hebrew babies in Exodus chapter 1 and verse 17. Obedience. Obedience. Obedience to God, our creator. Total dependence on God. That is the fear of God in us. We must totally obey God word by word from Genesis to Revelation. We also see that Moses was declared, uh, Moses was uh, Moses chose his leaders to help him on the basis that they feared God and wouldn't take bribes. How about the leaders today where we are? Some of us, we are Christians, we are in leadership positions. When we are choosing the LC, are we choosing him on the basis that he fears the Lord? Can we stand out for, and, and for that truth and be advocates? When you see something is wrong, when there is, you see that there is no truth in the leader, when you see that the, the, the fear of the Lord has gone cold in your supervisor, ask grace from God and you will not be fired and walk to him and share with him. Because the leaders, in, some leaders that are in office, really we need to intercede for our nation. We need to intercede for our family. We need to, to intercede for ourselves. Pray for the leaders that they will be truthful to God. Like Moses, who chose his leaders on the basis of fearing God. May our leaders follow suit. Fearing God means having such a reverence for him that it has a great impact on the way we live our lives. Our lifestyle has got to change whether we like it or not. Enough is enough. Brethren, I tell myself, tell yourself as well, enough is enough. This lifestyle this this sweetness of that little scene, eh? there is that little scene probably you are still enjoying quietly and you think no one is watching. Cut it off. Cut off. Be consistent. Let us be consistent in our character. Transformed life. Bearing fruit. That is the fear of the Lord in us. Praise the Lord. Yes, and there is, of course, wisdom. Scripture says that we lack, when we lack wisdom, ask. Ask as a leader. We can't be in positions when we, we are not asking God for what direction. We can't, we can't just be there 
we must be connected to our Lord every day, every day of our lives. Praise the Lord. That is fearing the Lord, depending on him. You wake up. We are not, I mean, coming in the presence of the Lord in, uh, for Zoom in the evening, lunch hour, what morning, what we are not wasting time. As I conclude, God hates evil. The more a person fears and respects God, the more he or she will hate evil. Love God and, and, and hate sin. Love for sin cannot coexist. Harboring secret sin means that you are tolerating evil within yourself. Make a clean break with sin and commit thyself to the Lord. This is what he is requiring of us this evening. Break away. Break away from anything that hinders our, your walk, my walk of salvation. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 6. The things that God hates most, the detestable things, the haunty eyes. How do I use my eyes? The lying tongue. We lie. I lie too much. The hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that, that, that plots evil. Feet that are quick to rush into evil. A false witness who pours out lies and a person who starts conflict um, um, uh, among others. These are things that, I mean, this should be our yardstick, my yardstick. Daily, we check ourselves. How am I doing? Lord, forgive me. Lord, give me grace to cut this. Lord, will you wash my tongue, wash my lips? I think negative at times, and this is not your voice. The things that bombard my mind do not honor your name. Then how is the spirit of God going to keep speaking to us when we, there is so much blockage? So help us, Lord, this evening to undo all things that do not honor the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Fearing the Lord acknowledges his power over you while knowing him acknowledges his great love for you. With God, fear, and love, they go hand in, love, and in, and hand, in hand. Love one another. It is the bottom line. We, we fear the Lord. We have no choice but to love one another. Um, the fear of the Lord is the key that unlocks every potential in Christ Jesus. It is the key that unlocks every secret of the heavens, the secrets of the Lord. In Psalm 24, the Lord confides also in those who fear him, meaning he will not confide in anyone who does not fear him. He makes his covenant known uh, to only those who fear him. Remember, scripture says, that he will even show us that this is the way walking it. Apart from God, brethren, we can do nothing. Apart from, from knowing him, we, 
there is no way we are totally hopeless and limited. You cannot be holy apart from the fear of the Lord. For by the Lord, by fearing the Lord, we must depart from anything that he does not honor. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, like I already pointed out. Say no to evil, flee. It's not about uh, your wisdom. It's not about uh, our, our academic knowledge. But if we do not acknowledge God as source of wisdom, as our Lord, and we honor him, then our foundation for making wise decisions is bound to be shaky. And we are prone to make mistakes that are very foolish. Every choice we make will be foolish because we have diverted. We have lost the fear of the Lord. So remain in him and he will remain in us. The fear of the Lord makes you rejoice in Philippians chapter 4. We may find it strange how a man in prison would be telling a church of Christ to rejoice. But Paul's attitude was fully of joy because he knew no matter what happened to him, Jesus Christ was with him. So it doesn't matter whether you have money in your pocket. It doesn't matter whether you, 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 you have, uh, you're married or not. It doesn't matter whether I have a job or not. It doesn't matter whether I am recognized by man or not. Choose to rejoice in the storm. Even when you're sick, call upon the power of the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. Do not fear. It's easy to get discouraged about unpleasant circumstances or to take um, unimportant events too seriously. But when serving the Lord, brethren, with fear, our inner attitude completely changes amidst the storm. That's why the Lord speaks to us and tells us that rejoice again, I say rejoice. Hebrews chapter 20. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 through to 29 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Let us remember to thank our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us worship our Lord acceptably with reverence and awe, for our Lord God is a consuming fire. When we, 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 we honor God through all this, we'll see church growth. Church growth. We'll see ourselves go to another level. All these things that we are stuck in, uh, uh, strive, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, all those things will be expelled by the fear of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, in Joel, he tells us, return to me and I will restore you. And remember the evidence that you have the fear of God is your life. We, I mean, scripture says they are watching you. They are marking all that you do. Even if you don't talk to someone, you're not close to someone, but we, we know people are watching us. 
people are watching me, people are watching you. Marking all that you do. Remain in Christ. Remain in the fear of the Lord. The Israelites, remember, who obeyed God by fearing him, by walking with him in his commandments, they were declared blessed. So how about you and I this evening on call tonight? Let's ask the Lord to help us to obey him, to remain in him, to refocus, to re-energize us, but also to prune those areas that do not bear fruit. Fearing God is a good thing because it saves us from caving into our own sinful nature, which leads to death. Fearing God is not passive. Fearing God is not something that you do once. It is active, active. It is fearing God is not dormant. It is not static, but dynamic. A righteous and holy fear of the Lord displays through a humble spirit, through a reverence, obedience to God's will, God's purposes and commandments. Scripture, brethren, is clear that internal benefits of fearing our Lord Jesus Christ, they far outweigh the temporal costs on this earth. Praise the Lord. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. In Jesus' name. I would like to pray. Our Father and our Lord, we thank you. Father God, forgive me where I have spoken that which has not glorified your name. My Lord, I continue to bow before you. I continue to plead your mercy upon me, upon us. Father, teach us, teach us, Holy One of Israel. But also forgive us. Forgive us, we have walked in our own ways. Forgive us, we've grieved your spirit, we've grieved others. Forgive us, for we need to start with you. A fresh start, Lord, is what we desire this evening. In this new month of September, Lord God, I pray in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, that we will not be the same, that we'll fear you, that we'll take our eyes off things of the world and turn fully to you and carry our cross and follow you. Lord, may this be evident before you. Accept us, clean us, train us, Father, we thank you this evening. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May you change everything and help us, Lord, to do your will. Help us, Lord, to go out. Help us to, 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 to win souls for you. Help us to live righteous lives that honor you. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Over to you, Joy. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much, Mrs. Joy Panjirana, for allowing God to use you to speak to us. May the Lord replenish you and, and refill you. Let us, let us pray and respond to the word 
<coughs> that the Lord has ministered to us this evening. Father in heaven, we continue to bless your name. Your word is life. Your word is ever true. We receive this word, Lord, with thanksgiving. As your word says in Isaiah 55, that your word does not return to you void, but it accomplishes the purposes that you've sold with what word. It will accomplish the purpose to which you've sent us this word this evening in our lives, of oh God. It will begin to... to, to prune out the, the, the evil that has been working with us, Lord. Even as we begin this month, even as you're calling us to consecrate ourselves, help us, Lord, that this word, Father, it will bear fruit. It will bear fruit that will remain in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your servant, for your daughter that you've used to speak to us. She has emptied herself for us. We pray that, Lord, you replenish her. You will refill her, oh Lord. And we pray that you cover her in the blood of Jesus, everything that concerns her. We pray against any form of backlash upon her life, upon her ministry, upon all that you've called her in the name of Jesus. Father, we continue to come before you Thank you, Lord. Who are we that you are trusting to call to serve you, Father? Lord, we come before you. We bring repentance where we have given you excuses. Where we have said, I cannot speak like Moses said, he could not speak. Where we have given excuses that, Lord, we are the most insignificant in our homes, like Gideon. Father, we, we, we ask that you forgive us for the many excuses. Lord, where we have said we are very busy. Where we have said we, we don't know how we can cope up with this and then serve the Lord. Where we have looked at serving God as what will I gain? Father, you have told us we are looking at what will I gain out of this? We are conforming to the standards of the world where we are looking at how much we can gain out of even serving you. Lord, we have forgotten that you are the source of life. You're the fountain of life. And in serving you, we have joy. In serving you, you've told us we will have rest. In serving you, we will have peace. The peace that you give that the world that can, cannot give. Father, we ask for your forgiveness for the many excuses that we have given not to serve you. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us where the world has taken us, for the many things that have taken us, where we have served the world. We've served money, we've served the works of our hands, we've served all kinds of idols than serving the one true God who gives life and who gives peace. Lord, we ask that you will forgive us and have mercy. Cleanse us with the blood of Jesus. Lord, we even as you're calling us to serve you, Lord, you, you show us, you show us the different giftings you've placed in our lives. Begin with us, even as we're beginning this month, begin to show us, to open our eyes, to see the different giftings. Lord, that we shall not sit on them and waste. We are reminded of that parable where the, 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 the stewards were given different talents and, and many and the two were able to use the talents to bear more fruit. And, and, and when the king came back, more cities were given to them because of, of using their talents resourcefully. Father, we remember that servant who didn't, who hid his talent. Lord, even that which he had was taken away from him. Father, we ask that you will forgive us where we have sat on the different giftings you've given us. And Lord, we you not put them to use. We've not even put them to use to bring more people to your kingdom, but we've sat on them, Lord. Lord, we ask that you forgive us and have mercy. We ask the Holy Spirit to continue to show us 
begin this night, Holy Spirit, and show us the different giftings, even those that we've been using, even those that we didn't know about ourselves. We ask that you show us that, Lord, you'll use these giftings for the benefit of your kingdom to win more souls to you, O Lord. Father, we come before you and ask for forgiveness. We have not been faithful stewards. We have been stewards that take in everything that is given to us. We have fed our bellies. And Lord, we have not been faithful. We are reminded of your word in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 to 11, that calls us to be faithful stewards to you. Lord, we ask for forgiveness in the different arenas and spheres you've called us to in our workplaces, in our families, as wives, as husbands, as ministers of God, as children, as students, wherever you've called us to, Lord. We have not been faithful. We've actually misused the resources you've given unto us. We have looked at our bosses and, and we've said they're not seeing us and we have forgotten the one whose eyes are all over the earth, who sees even the deepest darkness where we are and lord we have not been faithful and because of that we cannot attract many souls to your kingdom father forgive us for unfaithfulness in every aspect be it with time be it with anything without with with the money you've given us lord we ask that you forgive us we preserve in past samuel chapter 2 verse 35 Samuel prayed, and, and you are telling some according to that which is in your mind and heart. We pray that this Jesus redeemed us by his blood and made us priests and kings. We ask that you help us by the power of the Holy Spirit to be faithful. Priests, one who would do according to that which is in your heart and in your mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus, help us, O Lord, to be your imitators, because Christ, you are faithful from the time you fell on this earth to the time, to the point of the cross. There was no sin in you. Help us that we shall be imitators of you in everything. Help us to have your attitude, the attitude of Christ, the mind of Christ. In Philippians chapter 2, the mind of Christ is one of obedience and humility. The mind of Christ is one of servitude where he came not to be served, but to serve. Lord, forgive us where we have been bossy. We have been bossy in everything you've given us. We wanted worship from men because of the different things you have put upon us. Maybe we are ministers of God. Maybe our professions uh, in a different aspect. Wives, because we have, we are working. We have failed to be humble. We have failed to be submissive. We have failed to, to be obedient, oh Lord. We ask that you forgive us and have mercy. We pray that you give us the mind of Christ, the mind of humility, the mind of obedience, the mind of submissiveness, and a mind of servitude in every area and whatever you've called us, even as ministers of God, even as children, even as wives, as parents, as husbands, as ministers of God, help us to be with the mind of Christ, the mind of servitude. And Lord, you ask that you give us the grace to serve you. Lord, there are times you've said, no, we cannot go on. And, and, and because of the different uh, persecutions, because of the different arrows that have come to, that you renew our strength, Lord, and 
mouth up with wings like eagles. According to your word in Isaiah chapter for you, the fountain of life, our strength and our hope, our stronghold, our strong tower. We have come that Lord, you renew our strength for the man, that we shall run and you'll give us the grace because Lord, your grace is sufficient. It is enough to, 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 to help us serve you in the different arenas it is available so we have come to tap into this grace even as we begin the month that lord you you provide the super abundant grace that is needed for this month as you're calling us to consume had clothed us from serving you lord we pray that you you will adorn us with grace to serve this man that Lord, we shall be that fire, we shall be that come to your kingdom in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we ask for forgiveness, Lord, where we have feared to serve you. We have said, how will they look at me? Me who, who sits in this big office or me who is like this. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us for fearing to serve you. Who, how can we fear the one who has made us to serve him, Lord? But Lord, we, we, we are not fearing to serve these other things that have taken up your space. Lord, we ask that you forgive us and have mercy and deliver us from this spirit, from this evil of fear. That Lord, as you're giving us the grace, we shall run and run and run because the grace is sufficient for us to, to, to serve you. The grace is sufficient for us to do mighty works for you, Lord. Because as Daniel explained in, 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 in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, that those who know their God shall do mighty exploits. That Lord, in this season, shall do mighty exploits for your kingdom in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we continue to come before you. Lord, you have, you have told us, we are not fearing you. We are not revering you, Lord. We are not honoring you, Jesus. And because of this, Lord, your word in, in Psalm 91 verses, verses 14 to, to 6, 15 says, Those, because he has set his love upon me, I will. Because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and all. How can you set us on high? But Lord, we have not had your fear. Lord, we have walked in the wisdom of the world because we have not revered you. Lord, we have not been delivered from our troubles because we have lacked your fear. We have actually clothed ourselves with sin because you told us the fear of the Lord makes us to hate sin. Lord, we have walked in all these things and we are complaining. We are not satisfied. We are having premature death in whatever we are doing because Lord, we have not revered you. We have not honored you. Father, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us, oh Lord. Forgive us for not honoring you. Forgive us. Lord, you have told us we are coming in your presence and we are on phones and we are coming in your presence. But Lord, we are WhatsApping. We are coming in your presence. But Lord, we, we hold conversations. We are coming in your presence, Lord. But our hearts are farther away from you, Lord. We are coming to for, for like it's a song, it's a routine. And Lord, we are not touching, we're not touching that presence of oh, Father. Because 
because our hearts are, are far away from you. Lord, forgive us and have mercy. Father, forgive us even as the church when we have depending on the wisdom of the world. What the world is doing is what we are doing because we have lacked your fear, yet it's the church to give guidance to the nation. May you forgive us and have mercy for the many things and activities we've set up that, Lord, are not displaying the fear of the Lord. Father, because we have not sought you. Father, may you forgive us because you've told us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Lord, we have lacked wisdom, but we've not asked because we are even wavering. We are double-minded, oh Lord. May you forgive us, oh Lord. We forgive us. We have served you, but without your fear. We may you forgive us and have we have not died to the things of the world, Lord, because we have lacked your fear. We are reminded in Acts, your Lord. They came before you and they, they lacked your fear and they lied to the Holy Spirit and they dropped dead. Father, there are so many things in our lives that we are seeing they are dying, Lord, but we are still complaining, we are still grumbling, we've not humbled ourselves, but it's because we have lacked your fear. Lord, today you have brought it out so clearly. We are lacking your fear. Lord, even your presence is not with us, Lord, because we have lacked your fear in our hearts in what we are doing, wherever we are. Lord, we ask that you forgive us and have mercy. Forgive us, oh Lord. We want to fill our bellies. We've lacked contentment because we've lacked your fear. Lord, may you forgive us for compromising the singles we've compromised, oh God, and, and, and gone on to, 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 to indulge ourselves in fornication. The marriage of God Lord, we have compromised as your ministers and taken in bribes. The leaders, oh Lord, we are, we are reminded of Moses, whose leaders were chosen basing on the fear of the Lord. Lord, we are not fearing you as leaders. We are making the people to err. Lord, we are making the people to do wrong as leaders in whatever aspect you've chosen us to lead. Forgive us, oh Lord. And because of this rebellion, your wrath has come upon your people. Lord, forgive us when we've walked in pride. Lord, you have given us the list of the things we hate. These are the things we are walking in. It's turning so swift to go and do evil. Father, may you forgive us. Lord, you, your word in, in, in Samuel chapter 16, first Samuel, it says that rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. Father, we are looking at those witches and saying they are witches. We are not even loving them, but we ourselves who are in church. The church has not been in our hearts, Lord. We are rebelling against you. We are rebelling against your word. We are idolaters because we are stubborn. Lord, we ask that you forgive us and have mercy where we have lacked your fear in every aspect of our lives. Forgive us, O oh Lord. We have not trembled because your presence makes us to tremble. Lord, because we have not feared you, we lack your presence. We are not trembling. We are coming to, to, to church, yet we are having this Around our west, 
Rhonda risks for protection. Father, may you help Help shall take away the king you to be thus, Lord. We are asking for presence, but we want to make you up. With the things of the world, with our sin, you're not confused. What says the Lord finds his separate those that fear him. Lord, you've not told us of the world because we have lacked your fear. Lord, may you forgive us. We lack joy. We lack joy. Because the job the Lord is a strength. Because we lack your fear because you've told us the fear of the Lord gives makes us to rejoice. The economy, oh, the economy, and we have forgotten the Lord who is our provider. Lord, may you forgive us and have mercy. We pray that this evening, that Lord, you will refresh us. You will refresh us to come back to that place, to that place of your presence, because in the presence of the Lord, refreshing times come, Lord, that Lord, this evening, refresh us, oh God, refresh us. We pray for the leaders that you raise them as faithful priests, even as where here we are, Lord, raise us as faithful priests to be truthful, that Lord, they will depend on your word. In the name of Jesus, and we pray that, Lord, even at the church, as it is choosing leaders, they'll base on, on the fear of the Lord in these leaders. Father, we pray that, Father, you help us to come back to that place of loving you. You've told us the fear of the Lord. Is, is the same as having our loves on you. Help us that her love on you. Help us that we shall set our love on you in the name of Jesus. And it's when you shall see deliverance. It's when you shall see you honoring us, oh God. Father, we pray that this evening you return to us as we have, we are returning to you. And we are saying, God, continue to prune us. Take out the bitterness. Take out the, the, the hate for, the love for evil. Take it all out. The desire for sin. Bring us to that place where we shall vomit that sin and where they tell us lying and we shall feel like vomiting Lord because of the fear of the Lord has returned to us the fear of the Lord has returned to the to the church Lord as a nation that fears the Lord blessed is it Lord that you bless you be upon us help us that your fear will return to the church See, your presence being with us, O oh God, in whatever we do, in our works of our hands, in the marketplace, in wherever you've called us to, Lord. Help us that, Lord, we shall have your fear in the name of Jesus, and we shall serve you with joy. We are reminded of, of Paul, Lord. Yes, oh, in Acts chapter 20, where he was, he, he was giving a, a, a final word of, of, of himself, through different temptations, through different forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Help us. Jesus, you say that in this world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer because you've overcome. Help us to come back to that place of looking unto you, Lord, knowing that Jesus, you overcame and so the different tribulations that we shall also overcome. Help us, Lord, return the fear in us, return that honor in us, Lord, in that reverence in us, 
in the name of Jesus. Father, we fear because Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, You've not given us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind of love and power. Lord, we pray that this evening, that spirit of fear, your spirit of fear, we renounce you, we break your power and dominion over our minds, over our souls, over our spirit. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray you clothe us with the spirit of God, that spirit of power, of sound mind, and of love. Father, we thank you. Help us, Lord, as you setting us out to, to serve you, that we shall rejoice in. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone who has been on the call. Father, we speak a blessing upon each and everyone. We pray that this night it will be a total turnaround. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.